All right, welcome back to another episode of Life Between the Sticks. Per usual, host Brandon joined by the man himself, Cody Cropper. The group stage of the 2022 FIFA World Cup has finally come to a close. It has. Uh, some big names have dropped out. They are Nomas. Uh, some small names have squeaked in, and we have a round of 16 brackets. So I figure we can just run through Group A through Group uh, H, or yeah. H, is H. our friends across the pond H. say. Yeah, sure. H. Mm, Why not? Yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll just run and see kind of how it went. So, uh, you know, a, a lot was talked about outside of the games. But at the end of the day, like the games are finally done. The group stage is over. Obviously, the next phase of this tournament is on. Um, any any kind of like things that stood out? We've talked about referees, the pitches, extra time. Is this a classic World Cup or has it been some weird things about it? I think there's been some weird uh, tidbits to it. Obviously, like you mentioned, the referees, the fields, just the politics of it all leading into this World Cup, I think is is something we've never seen before so from my perspective it's a it's a little bit different uh you can throw even in the timing of the world cup being in the in the winter uh so from my perspective it's it's different it's unexpected it's kept everybody on their toes and now we look to the round of 16 that's right so group a uh obviously that is the group with the host nation so cutter was in it um only on paper, uh, Netherlands <laughs> winning that group with seven points, Senegal in second with six points, Ecuador in third with four points, and Qatar in fourth with zero points. Um, I mean, Ecuador is really going to come down to Ecuador and Senegal battling this one out, obviously. Absolutely. I think you'd expect Netherlands to get through. They did, uh, and it just came down to literally the head-to-head. Senegal beat Ecuador. Talked yeah. about it. Great game. Yeah, it was a fantastic game, and like you said, it was it was only a matter of which one of those two teams won in their head-to-head, and I don't really think Qatar stood much of a of a chance. They got the bid because, well, they got into the World Cup because they had the bid of hosting the World Cup, and unfortunately, we, I think everybody assumed that they would not advance. And rightly so. Uh, group B was England, USA, Iran, and Wales. Uh, a lot of this one, it was funny because you had, obviously, the USA and England, we have history as countries. Yes. You have England and Wales who have history as countries. And you have US and Iran, which have history as countries. So this was very much a football and politically connected group. Uh, England winning uh, in first with seven points. The US advanced in second with five points. Iran in third with three points. And Wales in fourth with one point. Obviously, you had Wales advancing out of this group. Uh, this one, a bit of a surprise for you, I think. Yeah. Um not only a surprise, but not only a, a negative surprise in terms of how bad Wales was, but also a positive surprise in how good the U.S. was. Um, I did not expect the U.S. to be as good as they were with, not only with specific choices of player personnel that they brought or did not bring to the World Cup, but in terms of their play, I think that they've been uh, surprisingly good and you know in my opinion that's great because as a growing soccer nation we kind of need this we needed to advance to the round of 16 and and I think Saturday is going to be a tough game versus the Dutch but uh, if they come out and perform as they did versus England or as they did versus Iran I think that things are in their favor 
Uh, knockout round, 90 minutes plus potentially extra time. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, that true. game will be happening on Saturday. It might have already happened by the time you listen to this or watch this. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. I think some people that have talked about it feel pretty confident. The U.S. definitely have a chance against this Dutch team. Absolutely. We'll have to see. They have someone who's in the running for the golden boot as it stands, um, which, I mean, we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit later. So it, it's definitely not going to be a walk in the park by any means. Uh, group C uh, had Argentina, Mexico, Saudi Arabia, and Poland. What a group. Uh, talk about the... The one you weren't ready for. Argentina losing the first game to Saudi Arabia. Then they came back, ran the table. So they advanced in first with six points. Poland uh, got second on four points. Mexico third on four points. And Saudi Arabia fourth with the three points they got from Argentina. Now, we were all educated on every single tiebreaker in the world. Because at one point, Poland and Mexico were tied across the board. It was going to come down to fair play, which is a nonsensical way to determine a tiebreaker, which is the number of yellow cards. If you didn't, if you got past that one, it was literally drawing names. Is that what it was? Uh, that, I'm pretty I did sure. Not, I, like, we're the, I would never have assumed that. We're in the World Cup. And this is where <laughs> we're at. This is the tiebreak. Yeah. Once you get past fair play, it's... Okay, yeah, we're gonna draw a name out of a hat. I just, you know, the, I know they're in different cities. I right? did not know that. You just gotta do a penalty shootout just to the death. <laughs> it, it, that would have been that would have been a good entertainment for sure. I think that that would have drawn quite a uh, viewer viewership, without a doubt. Absolutely. But either way, Mexico choked at the end, gave up a goal they in did. stoppage time, so they ended up going out on goal difference. Poland with a with a big zero for goal difference, and Mexico with a negative one. So Argentina, uh, while everybody was worried about them after the first game, by the way, Saudi Arabia looked good in that game. Argentina definitely looked slow. They yeah. have picked up and now look back to being Argentina as they head to the knockout stage. Yeah, I I would. Wouldn't say that they are the Argentina that I expected going into the World Cup. Um, however, they have picked up pace. They they are moving the ball better. Di Maria down the right looks like a threat every time he gets the ball. I think that they do still have a few things to figure out, but I think depending on the matchup, they will get into the next round. You mean the... After the quarter, after the round sixteen, they'll after make the it 16. through the, the yeah. First I think match. well, I think they'll make it through this this round of sixteen, and then yeah. it will be, you know, who who do they play? Yeah, well, we'll we'll definitely be able to to project a little bit on that. Uh, group D uh, was Denmark, Australia, Tunisia, and France, which I think you know Denmark was very much considered a dark horse. The only thing that was dark about them was their performances. They were a no-show. Uh, France yeah. won the group. Yeah. Uh, not as easy as you would have expected them to, but no. look, they lost Benzema right before the tournament. Um, they had injuries, I believe, during the tournament. Yes. It, it was, I believe, uh, yeah. yeah. It was Lucas Hernandez, the yeah. PSG left back. He tore his ACL within 15 minutes of the World Cup starting. Right. Um, so anyways, they, they had their issues, got through it. Uh, six points in first place. Australia, second place with six points as well, which is the most that country has ever gotten in the group stage. Fantastic. And this is post Viduka, Schwarzer, um, Tim Cahill, kind Incredible. of those, yeah, those yeah. old school names. And if you watch their games, they deserved every victory that they got. They deserved every point that they got. They outplayed certain teams. They performed well in the right moments. 
and they scored goals when they needed them most. And the, the I believe they they won one zero in both of their games. Correct. Um, if was you it give 1-0? me zero, if you give me a second, I mean I, their goal difference wasn't amazing by any means. No, but either either way, the the players that scored are ones that were, you know, not not names that you would have expected to to carry the team and get those goals in the moments that they did. And I think that that speaks volumes to the depth, to the camaraderie that the that Australia had. So Australia scored one goal in every single game. They lost yeah. to France 4-1. Okay. Uh, and then they beat Tunisia and Denmark each 1-0. One, 1-0. One yeah. yeah. Yep. So I wonder what, how many other teams scored in every single round which would be that would be an interesting statistic to find out yeah so they advanced with a negative one goal difference but they won they advance yeah they won their their other games they just got pummeled by france which you can accept yes denmark uh they were supposed to come in you had uh you know christensen the center back with barcelona obviously um erickson erickson uh who is manchester Manchester United. united Um, and, and they're a talented young group um, with a good mix, but they just it, it, nothing clicked for them whatsoever. No, Zero. No. Z- they, I'm sorry. One point they drew Tunisia, and they had a negative two goal difference. I mean, just oh, and um, what's his name in goal? Casper Schmeichel. Yes. Yes. Uh, again, not again. I, looking at it, you, you think another Belgium, in terms mm-hmm. of a dark horse coming into the World Cup. Can they? How how deep of a run are they going to to go on? Unfortunately, neither Belgium nor Denmark could really put it together, and I don't know if that speaks to toxicity internally, if it has to do with player personnel on the field, if it has to do with uh, manager uh, manager choices. It it's very it's it's very tough as a player on a team like that to kind of get out of that that little dip and you know you you've you've seen the impact that it can have on national teams because they don't play together year round but you expect teams with players of that caliber to be able to figure it out and you know another one is Germany and you know even Argentina to a point was very much in that same boat when they get beat by Saudi Arabia everybody's going well this isn't what we expected Where's Messi? Where's Christian Eriksen? Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it, it's, I guess, the, the teams that we grew up watching, the Germanys, the Argentinas, that class is, that golden generation for all these countries is now coming to an end, and it's going to be who's next. Without a doubt. Um, yeah, the Danish FA is going to have to figure out what they're going to do mm-hmm. uh, because uh, that was a poor showing for them. Agreed. You mentioned Germany, Group E. You had Germany, Costa Rica, Japan, and Spain in that one. Again, everyone expecting Spain and Germany to walk through, and I sent you a funny text I'll read here in a second, uh, but Japan winners of this group Fantastic. with six points. Spain in second after beating Costa Rica 7-1, 7-0, whatever it was in the opening game. Uh, they went through on four points. They did not win another game after that. Yeah. Germany in third on four points as well, losing out massively on goal difference. So it turns out that Costa Rica game for Spain was of utmost importance. Then yes. Costa Rica got battered. Uh, they saw three points. This just goes to show you, right? Like six points, four points, four points, three points. This group was 
had every different variation on the last day. It did. At one point, Japan and Costa Rica were going through Spain and Germany. And that's when I texted yeah. you. I said, this yeah. is a different, um, you know, uh, this is a different like parallel universe that I yes. would love to see happen. Absolutely. <laughs> it, and it was funny. I, I saw actually an Instagram post uh, later that evening and there were seven different changes of who mm -hmm. was going to advance throughout the 90 minutes, which is incredible. I, I mean, f at least I can never remember a time in what four or five World Cups that I've been alive for that I've watched with that happening. I'm, that's just that is statistically, yeah, I'm sure, you know, very small. The the amount of fight, you know, Germany they did they had a bad start to that game. Yes, they did. Um, but they ended up just, I mean, they they did wipe the fourth Costa Rica. It's just bad goals they gave up. It's very non-German-esque goals they gave up of not being yeah. able to clear a ball, letting the ball land in the box multiple times. Yep. And and they just weren't able to handle it. It wasn't a Germany, right? Tightly uh, functioning machine. That was not them. But they did Great. win like XG, most chances created, shot, shots on target. Absolutely. So there's also a lot of just bad luck for them this tournament too. So okay. I'll be interested to hear... You know, obviously, no Yergi Loa in this one. You know, new manager, uh, Nagelsmann, I believe. I can't remember. He came from Bundesliga. But do they stick or twist after this tournament? Because the Germans are never going to accept as a country not advancing out of the group stages. No, and this is the second World Cup in a row that they've not advanced from the group stage. So we'll see what they do. Stick or twist. They have to do something. Uh, group F, you had Belgium, Croatia, Canada, Morocco. Um, one of the teams that you expected to advance did. The other one did not. Morocco on top in this group. Yeah. Seven points. Croatia second on five points. Belgium in third on four points. And Canada collecting their participation medal uh, with zero points. Yeah. But they were close on many occasions. They Obviously, were. we talked about the Belgium match. Yes. Uh, in all honesty, I, I expected more from the Canadian national team i think that it was just a. I i think it the occasion was just too much for them i think maybe the pressure got to them here the pressure got to them there chances didn't go their way maybe their heads dropped because they don't have that experience that world cup experience because this is what the first world cup that they've qualified in over 34 and over 30 years so i think going into it i did expect them to at least Get a get a win out of one game, get a tie out of another, and and be on the edge of of, of qualifying for the round of 16. Unfortunately, it seemed that the occasion was just a little bit too much for them, and um, you know, they weren't clinical enough, and it speaks volumes to to that statement when you look at the Belgium game, and I believe Alfonso Davies misses the penalty to go 1-0 up on Belgium. And then they lose 1-0, and the rest is kind of a downhill tumble from there. It really was. You know, leading up to this one, they beat Qatar 2-0. Uh, they, they lost to Uruguay 2-0. Uh, they beat, or they drew Bahrain 2-2. But then they beat Japan on the 17th of November 2-1. And again, you don't know how they approached it and right. things. But, like, they won the CONCACAF, like, qualification process. And, like, they're on a good run. But... It just it didn't come to together at all. They just 
dismantled by Croatia 4-1 and then losing to Morocco on the last match of the of the group stages 2-1 left a bitter taste in their mouth for sure um, but we'll have to see clearly they are you know a real threat within CONCACAF mm-hmm. um, and and I think they're only going to continue to have better players personally I blame Nike if you know you know <laughs> Because they wouldn't give them a new kit for the World Cup. I would agree Cup. with that. That's very poor. I very mean, poor because they were the only country that didn't get a new, and granted, new kit for the World that's Cup. That's how they had it set up because they weren't expecting to make it to the World but Cup. But still, like, surely there was a team that didn't make it. But had that, that clause, expe- that right? had had the clause to have a jersey created, <laughs> and they could have just shifted the colors. <laughs> well, yeah, we know Nike loves a template kit. Yeah, this is England true. and yeah. U.S. have identical jerseys. This is true. I mean, it could be worse. You could be Belgium and wearing the fire flames kit that they're wearing. The Guy wearing. Fieri I, kit? I mean, oh, goodness gracious. That is <laughs> absolutely atrocious. Uh, I was I was watching that game. Was it, When did Belgium play? Yesterday? Uh, yeah. I was watching that game, and I saw maybe five or six players had their tape all the way up the flames. Just it was to on cover their socks? On their socks because the, it, because the, they were – I don't know if it was a thing like they didn't want to see – they didn't want people to see the flames because it was so ugly. I mean, the flames on the sleeves, the flames on the socks, it's just – it was just too much for me. I mean, it's a parody I would not, kit. I would not be happy if I was Kevin De Bruyne wearing that kit, but – I just – I'm yeah, I mean, it's, it's bad. It is. Um, Very bad. I'm Look good, to, feel good, play good, and I Adidas. going out in that going out in that kit. I'm not sure that uh, players feel good about what they're wearing. Their pre-match jersey is like a Picasso piece. Yeah, very uh, very different. I'm what not, uh, not what the, is Adidas not like the Belgians? I don't know. That's a that's an interesting one. I'm trying to see if I can find their socks here too, but. Anyways, it yeah, I saw the Flames, too. Um, you know, they, they did have some distractions. Um, you know, Alfonso Davies was uh, a late ad, you know, with his hamstring. He looked like he held up all right. You know, then there's, like, some image rights where he didn't want Nike using his image. Like, there's yeah. just a lot that went around them. You had their coach said in the middle of the tournament, we're going to go F Croatia. Also, from watching the entire interview, a lot of that was taken out of context by The Athletic. Um because it wasn't, it wasn't, we're going to go F Croatia. It was, now we need to go F Croatia. Like, do you understand what I, like, after losing their second game, sure? it was a, now we need to go F Croatia. Yeah. Not a, we're going to F Croatia. Sure. I, yeah. Love an inflammatory headline, right? Of Athletic course. is a subscription business. They need their five bucks a month to, Absolutely. Uh, to, <laughs> to keep the lights on. Absolutely. But to your point, it's still a bulletin board quote nonetheless. Agreed. So I would say we got to see a lot of different things that Canada had to navigate. And it was like, yep, welcome to the World Cup. Like yes. life isn't simple. You guys aren't used to this. You have to figure some things out along the way that they probably wish they didn't have to. Agreed. Uh, a lot of being such a young team, being such an inexperienced team at that level with all of the noise going on around you, I, it just seemed to have taken its toll. And unfortunately, uh, they did not advance. They did no. not get a point. Nope. And I hope that we will see them back in the World Cup in four years. I mean, at least they scored two goals. I was trying to think. I mean, Cutter, they scored one. So, you know, 
They're not that bad. Uh, group G, which was Brazil, Cameroon, Serbia, and Switzerland. We have obviously talked about how we thought Brazil were the favorites after kind of match day one, essentially. Yeah. They walked the group with six points. They played a second-string team start to finish yeah. tonight. Not a bad second-string team. No, but not at all. they played with zero energy, zero excitement. Well, um, I think that they knew that they were through and they could coast through this game. Didn't, it, the results didn't really matter. They weren't going to lose the group. They weren't going to not advance. They were very comfortable. They were complacent, and I think that that showed. Yeah, second place was Switzerland on six points. Cameroon in third with four points, and Serbia in fourth with one point. Um, you know, the only way Brazil could have lost was potentially on goal difference, right? So they were plus two, Switzerland was plus one. They had a wild game with, with Serbia. It was 3-2, uh, back and forth. It was like punch for punch. Um, the, you know, the announcer was talking about how Shakiri did, like, this provocative gesture last time they played. It was like an Albanian gesture, really, you know, just rattled the Serbian players. And I can tell you again, there was no love lost in this one again today. Um, but it was absolutely punch for punch in this one. And Serbia ended up going through. Cameroon needed a result. Mm-hmm. Um, they got their three points, but it didn't matter because Switzerland had already, you know, pulled the bag on that one. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I was unable to watch the, the Serbia-Switzerland game. But it was, I kept getting the score updates and, it looked like a heck of a game. However, you ex- we we kind of expected one of those two teams to advance with Brazil, and and that's you know really how it played out. So, uh, last group, Group H, you had uh, Ghana, Uruguay, South Korea, Portugal. Uh, Portugal going through as I think we would expect on six points. South Korea in second on four points. Uruguay on third on four points. I think again we're coin flip between those two teams who's going to go through Ghana unfortunately uh getting the the fourth spot on that one on three points but again this just goes to show you there's not too many groups um where out and out winners yeah I mean Mm -hmm. we have what no team with nine points no uh two teams with seven a bunch with six three teams with seven a bunch with six but like again you know they're no out and out. Cutter had zero favorites. points. Canada had zero points. Other than that, everybody else had points. Mm-hmm. The group stage was competitive. It was. It was very competitive, and it was very entertaining. Um, I think that that speaks volumes to how far teams outside, countries outside of the top 20, top 25 have come in terms of depth, in terms of quality. Um for no team in this tournament so far to have nine points in the group stage, that speaks volumes to the to the depth. And like like we touched on, even though Canada did not have a single point, every game that they played in was competitive. And they had their chances and unfortunately did not take them. Yeah. I mean, Croatia beat them 4-1. Yes. You know, things go a different way, though. But if they take their chances early in that game, it's a completely different game. Yeah. So... It- you know, as we advance, unfortunately, it looks like only one African team is going to advance. Um, you've only got, let's see, one team from CONCACAF since um, both um, Canada and Mexico are out. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see any of the Central American teams in. Uh, so, again, we're dominated by, surprise, Europe, Europe. and South America. Yes. And, even, and, and, look, Asia, you know, they got a couple, three teams through, because I think Australia counts. Mm-hmm. 
as is the Asia uh, group. Um, I should take that back. Morocco advanced. Mm -hmm. They're Northern Africa. Yes. So two teams. So two out of the four. So it's an interesting split on kind of how it how it went through. Um, I think the biggest result from the tournament is is going to be the Spain one, right? So as far as like who you know who won biggest in this tournament, uh, Spain winning seven to zero was like the result of the tournament. Yeah, it was a very entertaining game. Obviously, they dominated, and and unfortunately for Costa Rica, they took seven in their first game, and I think that that kind of just set the set the tone for the rest for their remaining two games, and you know unfortunately they weren't able to overcome that seven zero. They had the wildest games, even Germany. Yeah, I mean that group was just it was it electric. was very, it was very entertaining, very electric, and uh, I'm sure FIFA was loving FIFA and Fox were loving the uh, viewership ratings on those games yeah exactly um i was trying to look quick who had like the most zero zero like results but um there was a lot again there's a lot of you got to play the tournament in mm -hmm. this perspective Absolutely. you know we talked about brazil uh they lost one nothing even though cameron got a red card today but they didn't have to do anything to advance so they didn't do anything to advance right you yep. want to keep your fitness levels as high as possible <clears throat> isn't a bit of a balance so like if you're the B team for Brazil and you finally get 90 minutes to just go out there and show your thing, like, I guess how much is it a balance of trying to say, look what I can do, I can score, I can be involved, we can create, you know, you want to train at a high level so you play at a high level where today they just kind of went through the paces. Yeah, I think that when you're involved in a team like Brazil, involved in a team, well, it, it, you could be involved in any team, I think you know as a player that there is that there are players maybe in the same position or in other positions that either are going to play just because they are who they are so you look at brazil you have a neymar he's going to play if he's in form if he's not in form he's going to play and then you have players that are maybe like a coach's favorite and the coach is going to play them because he likes what they bring he likes how they play he likes you know whatever it is about them that they bring to the table, they're going to play because of these reasons. And, you know, unfortunately, when you're in tournaments like this, that is, you know, kind of how it goes, unfortunately. Um, you know, I, I've, I've been there in terms of Olympic qualifying and, you know, Ethan Horvath being given the, the nod over me. And at the time, I don't believe he was playing. I was playing for MK Dons. And it was just one of those things where, Andy Herzog, the head coach, liked Ethan, and, you know, Ethan played well. Ethan, it's not like Ethan put a foot wrong, but I look at the situation and I see, okay, well, I'm playing and he's not. Why Why am I not playing in, in the qualifying games? And, um, you know, you can look at all these situations and different scenarios and as a player and think, Why? But at the end of the day, it's down to the coach. It's down to um, the coaching staff to make those decisions. And, you know, for, for Brazil, I think that they kind of know that they have a, a set 11. And on the day, if, if it's the World Cup final, those 11 are playing regardless of how well you do in a group stage game that does not matter. Yeah, definitely see that for sure. Um, so I... I think we all know that, or I think we all agree that Qatar is the worst team in the tournament. 
Yeah. And we're not even saying that to kick them while they're down. Like, no, objectively, not at all. objectively the, the yeah. worst. Yes. The best, though, the best in group stages, because again, there's three teams on seven points. Do we say, like, Brazil, they pretty much threw the game today, so they only have six points. Are they still considered one of the best teams in group stage? I believe so. Or is there someone sneaky like England who has seven points and a plus seven goal difference? Netherlands has seven points with plus four goal difference. And then Morocco, the sneaky third team with seven points and plus three goal difference. If you're going to go off that logic, Morocco is going to make it to the semifinals. I, you know, I, to the, at least to the quarters. That's why I'm asking. If Portugal were on six points, but they lost the game. I, I think I think it's too early to tell. Um, my gut instinct tells me that Brazil and Portugal will go a very long way. Um, you have great players on both teams uh, in terms of superstar as well as depth. And then you look at a team like the Dutch. You look at a team like England. I think that they're both going to be very competitive as the tournament continues as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as an American, that's obviously very tough to say because I hope that the U.S. wins on Saturday. However, I think it's going to be one heck of a game, and it's going to be a grind for what is the second youngest team in the World Cup uh, in the U.S. and the experience that the Dutch will bring to this game with Virgil Van Dyke uh, at the back. With you know. Arguably, not arguably, statistically one of the best goal scorers in the tournament right now uh, in Cody, what's his name? Gakpo? Gakpo. The Cody, striker? Cody Gakpo. Uh, it's going to be a, a, diff- a difficult test for the U.S. And we'll see how it goes. So Ghana was actually the youngest team at the World Cup. Ghana. I had to look that up because I never had, had heard. Interesting. I Twenty four point seven three years old. And how old was the U.S.? Twenty five point one five. Interesting. Spain that's, is that's the Tim. next that's one. That's Tim bringing them up. Tim Ream. Well, what a boy. And so they have the youngest player for everyone too. Joe Scully is the U, the youngest player for the U.S. He's born in two thousand two. That is actually, actually like incredible. it looks like December thirty first. So he might as well be two thousand three. Wow. But otherwise, you got a bunch of 04s in here. Yeah. They're the youngest players at the tournament. Wow. Um, so That's absolutely incredible to think about. Ghana, United States of America, Spain, Ecuador, Cameroon, Senegal, Morocco, Wales, England. And so the U.S. is advanced. Spain is advanced. Senegal is advanced. Morocco is advanced. England's advanced. So five of the eight you yeah. know, have, have gone on, which I think is, is pretty interesting. Yeah, very interesting. And I think that that... I think it, it tells a lot about the direction that the game is going. And if you find the right young player, it's, it's, gonna, it's really going to do you as a country well. It's going to do you as a club well. I mean, you look at uh, you look in the MLS. De Bruyne is pissed. Oh, yeah. He's like, we yeah. should have gone young. young. What are we doing? He's like, I've got the pass. Just put the legs in front of me yeah. and we're good. Yes, yes, yes. But, I mean, you look at teams like – a Leeds, very young. You look at a team like the New York Red Bull, you know, historically a very young team, and they always compete. Um, and there are there are certain other teams throughout Europe that are always young. Southampton, for the longest time, would bring players through the academy, and they would then they turned into a selling club. I don't believe they're as young as they used to be, but they competed with young players and. It speaks volumes to the direction that the game is going. 
So some of the mosts of the group stage, uh, and if you're a striker and you want the golden boot, you need to bag goals in the group stage. You do. So Alvaro Morata has three. Cody Gakpo, as you just talked about, has three. Enter Valencia has three. Kylian Mbappe, three. And Rashford all have three. Interesting. Unfortunately, Valencia is the only one that will be out at this point, which means four out of the five uh, golden boot people are still in it. That doesn't mean someone can't come and overtake them, but you need a lead. You want to try to hold on to the lead. Uh, which is what we want to see. Gakpo scored one in each game. We yes. talked about that as well. Rashford, I think he's a sneaky one that he I has three. I think he is, and I think he's played himself into the starting 11 for this weekend. I think you're probably right. Mbappe has three, could have had more. And then Morata. <laughs> as a Chelsea fan, I don't have much uh, much for him. Uh, most assists, Harry Kane Attaboy. with three. That does no not surprise me. Honestly, isn't he a striker? He, he is a striker, but he's he's a new school striker. Oh. We're gonna call it new school. Uh, no, I, if you watch him play for Tottenham, he's he's a link link up player. Yes, he scores. Yes, he scores goals. He he is clinical in front of the in front of the net. However, he does a lot of hold up play. He lays the ball off. He gets into areas in the channels. Because he makes those selfish or those selfless runs, and creates for other players. And I think that when he makes those runs in behind, and he makes, and he and he gets wide into the channels, it allows and opens the space for players like Sterling, for players like Phil Foden coming. Apparently, in. Rashford. Rashford <laughs> coming in exactly. Yes. Um, and even the midfielders and Jude Bellingham and you know maybe even a Declan Rice in in the knockout round. Well, we'll have to see. He's on three as it stands. Uh, Zivkovic, Serbian, is on mm-hmm. two. Everyone else is on two. So Zivkovic, for, uh, Bruno Fernandes, Davy Klaassen, uh, Dusan Tadic, shout out Southampton, yeah, uh, sure. Ivan Perisic, Jordi Alba, Teo Hernandez, uh, the last two being defenders oh. uh, as well. So uh, that's kind of interesting. Uh, Saudi Arabia, they had the most yellow cards. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, you know, we only had two red cards, and Vincent Abubakar got his on the last game of the last day today against Brazil. He got a straight red. The in, other one in stoppage time, no? Was uh, that in stoppage? It might have been. I can double check. But the other one is uh, fellow goalkeepers union Wayne Hennessy. Yeah, that was a that was a tough tough red card to take. Uh, Open the door uh, for the Leicester City goalkeeper Danny Ward, but uh, yeah, not not uh, not his best decision. I'm sure. I'm sure he's. You know, quite upset with himself over that one. Yeah. Uh, Bubakar was 90 plus three, so you're there right. There you go. Going out in a bang. boy. Uh, all right, bracket, and then we're out. So nether, uh, right at the top of the bracket, it's Netherlands and USA. Uh, then the winner of that game will play the winner of Argentina, Australia. So that's those are those four teams paired together. Then the next four would be Japan versus Croatia. Um, oh, it gave me a TBD. We know who is at it at this point. Let's see if they filled it in. All right, there we go. Uh, Brazil versus South Korea. So Japan and Croatia, winner plays Brazil, South Korea. The next group is France versus Poland. The winner of that one will play England versus Senegal. Mm. Then the last group of four is Morocco versus Spain and Portugal versus Switzerland. All right, so let's run through that again. Netherlands, USA. And we're going to pick our winners. Okay? Yeah. Just so it's on camera and we, we can go back and forth. For sure. Okay. 
Obviously, I'm saying the U.S., but okay. it sounds like you're going to go Netherlands. I'm going to go with the Netherlands. You can think with your head. I'm going to think with my heart. Argentina, Australia. It's been fun in Australia, but Argentina is going to I would agree. Up. Argentina. All right. So, Argentina, U.S. in the next round. Uh, Japan <laughs> versus Croatia. This is going to shock some people. I'm going to go with Japan. Okay. Croatia love possession. They did. Japan hate possession. They are going to be a match for each other. Yes, they are. And I think Japan is going to shock the world. And they're going to... They've already shocked the world and made history by winning two group games, which is the first time they've ever done that. I think that the ball keeps rolling and they're going to shock Croatia and advance to uh, the round of eight? No, to the quarterfinals. Why did I say that? Same same thing, but... Uh, I'll go with Croatia just because I think that they've shown enough and they are experienced. So we'll split on that one. They are very experienced. Yep. Uh, Brazil and South Korea. Uh, South Korea... Barely got it done yeah, they, to get they through. By. <laughs> Can't again minus Neymar's ankle. Brazil are fine. They've been unscathed. <laughs> they got to rest their entire starting eleven. Yes. They're going to be fresh. Adios, South Korea. I would agree. Um, it 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 pains me to say that, but because I think South Korea is very good. However, I think Brazil takes care of business. They showed a ton of heart and spirit. I would say today, um, you know, as they tried to. Uh, get to the knockout rounds, you know, playing against Portugal. They got mm-hmm. their 2-1 result. But, yeah, I just... Don't I, see it know, happening. Not against Brazil. i got to no. stick with my favorites. Uh, France and Poland. Poland have scored next to nothing. Lewandowski has not really been there. Um, that, you know, the best, the biggest headline of Poland has been Szczesny saving two penalties. That's true. He's kept them in this tournament. Um, if he wouldn't have saved those pens, they go out on goal difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, it's an easy answer, I think, for both of us. And, he needs uh, a key to France. the city. <laughs> yeah. yeah, That is also the answer, yes. <laughs> key so, to the city. Key yeah. to the country. France uh, advancing, advancing on that one. Yes. England, Senegal, is as much as I think we would love to keep the African uh, party going, I, England, like we said, are doing the most professional job with this one. Senegal may be struggling to keep clean sheets a little bit. Um, goals aren't as free-flowing as they are for England. Again, seven points plus seven goal difference. Yeah, uh, England advances not just because they're better, but because Senegal can't seem to show up to uh, media day yeah. either. So also getting that also, fined for that. That'll, that will also play a... Play a factor. <laughs> is that another shot at the athletic you're taking? <laughs> it is. Oh, well, their headline writers are top, top class, as if they're baiting that Senegal were going to get kicked out for not yes. showing up to media day. That is exactly why I clicked into it, because I was like, oh, yeah, they're going to get eliminated for some reason. And It'd be it amazing. Was... <laughs> it's the most ar- they, like, yeah. arbitrary thing ever. Yeah, it was, okay, this is nothing. All right, Morocco, Spain. If there is an African dream, it is here between Morocco and Spain. Ah. <sighs> I just don't see it happening. I'm going to I'm going to take Spain and I'm going to take Spain handsomely in this one. I mean, Spain just lost to Japan. I understand that. They drew Germany and they pumped Costa Rica. Yeah. I think it's another I, I shouldn't say another Costa Rica victory, but I think it's 3 I think it's 3 or 4-1. Morocco are on Spain. 7 points. I don't care. Oy. I think Spain pull it out and they're going to they're going to Burn through this stage. Morocco, we're in the group with Croatia, Belgium, Canada. So exactly, and that's interesting. Not to me. not the greatest group. Like I'm gonna say Spain, 
but not as emphatically as you. Okay. Uh, I'm going capital S, not capital pain like okay. you are. Okay. Uh, last one, Portugal, Switzerland. <laughs> um, you know, the Swiss, they got through pretty unscathed. Portugal just lost the last game today. Um, you know, we you just mentioned them being in some of your favorites, so I'm assuming that you're going to have them going on oh, over yeah. Jordan yes. Shakiri of the Chicago Fires, Switzerland. Yes, I think I'm going to take... The Saudi Arabian Cristiano Ronaldo over Chicago Fires. That's right. Yeah. Your reference to his potential two hundred million a year contract in Saudi Arabia. Incredible. Uh, so Portugal advancing through there. Uh, that'll be interesting because I mean you're gonna have the Netherlands or US between us versus Argentina, Japan or Croatia versus Brazil, uh, France versus England. That'll be a huge one in the quarters. Big game. Uh, and then most likely Spain versus Portugal, another big one. So the bottom of the bracket is really stacked. I mean, it's gonna come down to the US and Netherlands. Um, you know, can either of them upset Argentina? Then again, is it potentially Argentina and Brazil in the round of four uh, against one of the European countries, potentially of France, England, Spain, or Portugal? It this is it. It's gonna get yep. down really quickly to the final four teams, and you're gonna have probably two South American teams and two European teams. Yep, yep. That's uh, that's the way it looks. Unfortunately, Alexi Lawless, your bracket is not going to be correct because he has. The U.S. advancing to the final versus Brazil. He gets paid to say dumb things, Cody. You and I. That is true. That uh, is true. Don't get paid to say anything. So that's why we actually say what we think. Exactly. All right. Well, anyways, that is it. The group stage is done. We previewed the knockout rounds. Uh, Let us know. Did we miss a dark horse? Who do you think was really the standout of the tournament? Uh, Again, Morocco and Netherlands sneaking in there. But I think uh, just purely points and everything like England did the business and no one's even thinking about them. So, anyways, we'll be back. Uh, hope the U.S. win on Saturday. Got to wake up early to watch we that do. one. 8 a.m.? 9 a.m. 9 a.m. Not too early. We'll be Not at Brits. We'll Run be. it back. Anyways, we're out. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Share with a friend. We'll be back uh, shortly after uh, the round of 16 is over. Take care.